This week on the voice of the Witcher speaks out on the Netflix series. The System Shock remake is closer than ever, and accessibility is getting better than ever. Hello, and welcome to another wonderful weekend news podcast here at VGU.TV. I am your host, Graydon Webb, and this is the show where we go over the last couple of weeks of entertainment news, complete with plenty of lengthy tangents and possible audio mishaps. My co-host for today, episode 67, is of course retro gamer extraordinaire, Alan Muir. How are you doing? There's already an audio mishap to begin with. <laughs> What's that? What, 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 there's already an audio mishap in the beat within a minute. No, what happened? Um, okay, so once the bot came in, your intro like got cut off a little bit. No! So, yeah. Oh, that sucks, but... Well... That's it wouldn't be the same without it. <laughs> I was like, oh no, do I have the wrong internet? But I think I'm on the right internet. So that should be okay, no. but um Well yeah. So hi everyone. Welcome welcome back to We're back. Yeah. <laughs> Already talking over each other, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's just that it's new it's a new year's twenty twenty three. Um hopefully things can get better. In terms of everything? And in terms of everything, yeah, I'm trying. I this is I've I mentioned this to uh, the VGU st staff. Um, I'm trying to. This is this is. I'm gonna mention the thing I mentioned about the uh, thing I've that my New Year's resolution. I'm trying to um, or the thing I'm trying to cut out, cut out of my my life. Oh yeah. Um, hopefully this is the year I stop eating Burger King. Hell yeah! Who needs them anyway? Who needs salt? uh crustaceans like and not me <laughs> sea creatures yeah i'm with you i that uh i think we could all use a little less uh junk food and fast food in general so i i applaud you for this valiant effort and i hope that it sticks because that's awesome um, I'm looking at my voice. My voice is like it goes from all greens to red to green to red. I do do okay. I'm not be a little bit. I'm a little. I'm a little choppy. A little, little choppy. Oh dear God! I really hope this doesn't go bad. I have to invest in a better Wi-Fi extender. That's got to be next. Because if we're going to be doing this in the year of our Lord 2023, and we're going to really be doing it, uh, the weekly, like I said. Um, but then I gotta have a better set setup. But if we're still doing this by if we're still doing this by March, then what we're officially living in the the Prometheus timeline. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, because the um the Peter Wayland uh TED talk from like the prom promoting that was promoting um Prometheus back in 2012. That 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 took place in March of 2023. Oh wow. Yeah. What what um what year does like Alien take place in? That is that's in like the in like the that's like 20 30 years from now, like that the first film. Okay. So Prometheus is before it. Yeah, Prometheus. Well, the Ted talk the 
the TED Talk, um, like little thing, which I've really never made it to the movie. It was only it was only like an like a like a bonus thing. Mm-hmm. That took place in twenty twenty three, and like it's Guy Pierce as he was in twenty twelve, like young or midlife, and then like the film happens, and it's it's there's a whole Red Letter Media bit that's just great. <laughs> I love them. I'll have to check that out. But in the meantime, Alan, we are going to check out a new segment that we have. Well, it's kind of an altered segment of an old segment. Um, so if you've been with us from the very beginning, you'll know that we used to do a game releases, like just going down the whole list. It was a lot of fun. I, uh, didn't know how to pronounce a lot of games, but we decided to, um, in our new only news edition format, uh, we're going to shorten that by, picking out one game of the month um at least on this first ah, the first episode of each month <laughs> we'll go and pick out a game from the upcoming month that we are really looking forward to so this being january um we've each picked a game i did pick one i just haven't written it in the document because i'm lazy but um i'm gonna let al start with the game that they have picked for january excitement yeah, so mine is it's, it's a bit of a cop out because I this game came out three years ago originally, but next week um, the game comes out proper for its target uh, destinations, and that is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which gets its next gen upgrade on the the thirteenth of this month, and not only that, it gets year two of season pass. Be, or year two of a season pass because I I should have known this from I should have just I just should have known this that any Dragon Ball game any Dragon Ball Z or yeah any Dragon Ball game gets incredible support like the game of the year or a year or two ago Josh had mentioned had brought up like best ongoing game he he had brought up um Xenoverse which was still getting content. And I think it's still getting content. And then fighters was when I was doing, when I was out, it was still getting content. Like they were just pumping out stuff left and right. And the, if I'm not mistaken, and I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not mistaken because I'm, I, I was really, I'm really excited to, to, to play this because I never, I didn't, I, I've only seen the comedic versions of the, of the thing I'm about to mention. Um, Bardock, the Bardock uh, special, which I mentioned on a previous episode during this whole this whole thing, um, that's gonna be the the first like the first the the first part of the the of year two of the season pass, and it's basically telling how Bardock, who is the father of Go- Goku, how he goes from saying saying war saying uh, warrior for Frieza to I'm going to kill Frieza and free my people, which if, if you've read, if you've been reading the manga of uh, super right now, he make, he, he made an appearance recently, not recently, recently, but in the, but, and I think uh, semi recently he made an appearance. So yeah, looking forward to Dragon Ball Z Kakarot's next gen upgrade. 
Yeah, I was genuinely, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm sad that I have no frame of reference for any of that. I'm excited for your excitement, though, because uh, that is very cool to see a game get support like that for a long amount of time. And that follows, like, the story of the show, right? Or the, the Actually, manga? It, it does a bit of both. Like, it's, it's clearly a, um, when I was, since I haven't beaten any, I, I, I was planning on doing a post-game thoughts, uh, post, like, like, written piece on um, Kakarot. But I realized that the game will never, like, it's going to be a while before the game is truly finished. And, yeah, it, it features, it features callbacks to original Dragon Ball. It has, it has some, it has some stuff from Super, or not Super, uh, from, it introduces, uh, Whis and, oh god, I'm forgetting his name, Beerus, who are, who is the god of destruction. And it basically, it's basically yeah, it's encompassing everything of Z from the beginning of the story where Raditz shows up, like from the beginning of the 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 manga and the show to the very end of it, the very diff sort of end with uh, Beerus, Whis, and then uh, Frieza Resurrection F. Hmm. Well, as Again, someone who hasn't really watched the show or anything much. I uh... if if honestly, if you want to watch, if you want to get like, if you want to like, it, there's like there are hundreds of episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and there's if you want to if you want to like get yourself caught up on Z, just watch Dragon Ball Z Kai. Like it is, it it removes all the filler, just tells you what you need to know. Hmm. I am looking it up as we speak. Maybe I shall take a peek at what this is. Yeah, like if there's one thing you should not do, or you can you, you can do it if you want, but it they're really just they're non-canon, so there's no there's really no artist there's no story value for doing it. But you can skip the movies as well, like uh, well except Broly, but that's mainly super. Jeez. There's so much stuff here. I'm just like very yeah, intimidated. Yeah, Dragon Ball is deep mythos. <laughs> well, I was very uh, surprised that you picked this over like, I mean, Dead Space Remake comes out this month, supposedly. And um, if you look up the um, like the the trailer, trailer that was released mm -hmm. showcasing what like what's different with like the up, like the actual upgrades with the Kakarot on Series X, NS, and PS5, you can see that it's actually, wow, they actually, they're actually putting in the, the effort. So it's like a whole new game for you. Yeah, I I said, I, for some reason, I, I only have the season pass on PC, even though I own the game on PS5, or on PS4, and Xbox One. Hmm. But what what is your game of the month for this month of january uh so my game was kind of hard like i i thought oh there's nothing coming out this month that i'm very excited about um and then i got to the end of the list and there's a couple of th things that have caught my eye but i think i'm gonna go with 
honestly maybe a shocker that it's still up there but um my game is forespoken which um <laughs> i saw oh, I, forgot. I forgot i forgot that comes out this month <laughs> yeah i thought it came out in like march or may or something but it says this month um it says the 24th and um yeah i mean ever since i saw That's this an fu a january pick yeah <laughs> I mean, ever ever since I saw this game, I said it was a system seller for me. Like I've nothing, nothing has gotten me so excited than seeing stuff about this game, and uh, just the the story looked awesome. The graphics looked incredible. I liked what I was seeing from the gameplay, even when we didn't really know much about the gameplay. And uh, so to see the whole. Uh, like the demo in action when that came out it was um it i i don't know i i kind of we talked about it in the chat i had mixed feelings and um i think that they could fix up some stuff with the menus i think they could fix that whole haptic trigger nonsense because it really did not feel that great um but from what i was getting i was having a lot of fun with it and I'm more, in, I'm still interested to learn more about the story and its world and the combat for, with the exception of the triggers, I liked the combat system. I liked being able to swap spells on the fly and really change up your whole, uh, your whole fighting stance stances through the, just, just on the fly. That was really, really cool. So, um, and then even it, it lets you, the demo lets you get really deep with the, um, with the uh, crap. I lost my whole thought train of thought, like the customization, um, being able to like the RPG elements of it, it was really cool. And so it's just, it's still one of those games that is making me interested. Will it sell a system to me? I don't honestly know. Um, out of the two demos, which I played at like the exact same time um season which also was coming out this month kind of was more of like a wow i really like really want to play this whereas forspoken was like i really want to see more of this um so the hype train for forspoken is still going and um i'm interested to see how it ends up like what the reviews are like and um maybe end up getting it it's on pc maybe i'll pick it up there i don't know um but yeah that is that is my pick and that remains my pick for the month are you interested in this one at all um not really like i think the demo may have hurt my any potential interest i had in the game i get that i think a lot of people felt the same way that i'll tell you what i am interested in what's that uhf The, the the weird owl movie yeah, I've never seen it. I've, I've, um, <laughs> yeah, this, it's just, it's just a non sequitur. Just, I, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen, like, I'm a huge fan of Weird Al. I haven't seen where the hit, hit the biopic, which, I mean, biopic is very loose, like, it's very, like, Hank, like, paraphrase, like, or, yeah. It's um, not really accurate. No, no, it's, it's basically, it's a riff on biopics. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And like the, I've never. I, I feel like that UHF is one of my biggest blind spots in terms of like comedic films. Yeah, it seems so, like uh, something that's up your alley that you should check out. But in the yeah, meantime, yeah. Um, 
And now... <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, we're in the news. And this is about, ne- about Netflix. More important, or more specific, specifically, The Witcher. Witcher. Do they still do the song? Is that Toss a oh, Coin? Toss a coin. Toss a coin to your Witcher. I, I, I stopped watching. Really? After what? The first season? I stopped watching midway, midway through the first season. Oh, damn. Okay. I'll take my that. Dog's barking outside <laughs> to just to prove my prove my point. Dogs hate witchers. Um. Yeah. So, Geralt actor Doug Cockle, who have you played any of the Witcher games? Um. I have not. I just recently purchased Witcher Three, right before the um the update came out so that I could play the update and then the price yeah, went so up. So I'm glad that I, that I got it when I did. I played um, like Witcher. Like I remember when Witcher one was coming out back in 07 and like Witcher is one of the classic, like, I mean, Witcher is getting the way the first, the first game is getting a remake from CD project red, which I'm glad to see because I, you had to have seen, have seen the memes of, of the, like, Playing playing a game and just like stepping over two, two um two steps to go to the third step, like skipping Witcher one and two, going right to three. I don't know if I saw that, but I I get that a lot of people skip the first two, right? Yeah. Um, I played like I own I, I technically own all three like on various systems, but Doug Cockle, who has played Geralt since two two thousand seven when the first game came out. What a sad name that is, by the way. Was it Doc Cockle? No, it's Doug Cockle. Doug Cockle. Gotcha. I mean, if you have, have you played the game yet? <laughs> no, I've not. And put some respect on his name. All right, I gotcha. Because, like, you, Cavill, his, like, he's an he admitted that he's basically doing his best Doug Cockle <laughs> from Cockle to Cavill. Yeah, like his his voice, like is that iconic as like no one, no one, like I can't imagine. Like, I obviously Cavill can, he's like the, the like he's like the prototypical, or he's like the universal like like he play any role. Mm. But it's one of those, like the thing is, Doug Cockle is American, <laughs> and he's he's. Doing a European, like an like a European accent with Geralt Ger- Arivia, but enough enough of me me of me just trying to show my nerd my nerd flag. <laughs> yeah, what did Mister Cockle do? Uh, he commented on the Netflix shakeup following Henry Cavill's departure and the announcement of Liam Hemsworth taking over, mm. and he said, and I quote, "Henry hasn't said it himself yet, but the t- the chat says that he's leaving." because he doesn't agree with the storylines the writers have been developing. And if that's the case, I completely understand that because Henry is such a huge fan of the games and books, Cuckle said. And and the writers on Netflix series have chosen for whatever reason to deviate quite severely from the books and the games. Whether that's good or not is do, down to what you like. I personally don't understand the choice. I think that's why Henry's leaving. Liam, more power to him. I, don't, I do not envy him. Big shoes to fill. And Oh, and for, I almost I almost forgot. Um, this comes from the the gamer written by James Trouden, and Doug Cockle has expressed his enjoyment of the show on Twitter in the past, writing uh, three years ago in 2020. 
okay, finally saw all eight episodes. Love it. The time jumps are challenging, but it all comes together in the end. The main characters are wonderfully played by a talented cast, and the world is lovingly realized. Bring on series two. And uh, Doc Cockle has also expressed that he is a fan of Henry Cavill's take on Geralt several, several times. And there's 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 a bit of a who said what with this, because he mentioned that the chat said Cavill left over creative differences, but there's no... Cavill hasn't said anything, and people are speculating that it was this whole thing was because he took back the role of Superman, which he then lost, or uh, or is a mix of mix of both of these. Yeah, that was a mess. Yeah, this is yeah. This whole thing is just insane in terms of the what was the what was the what's the thing that everyone's dunking on the rock about. The balance of power, or something, <laughs> something of power. The rings of power, and like him trying to take over, take take over DC, man. Um, but enough of that. Um, but from one, from one iconic series to another. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. So this, um, did you did you say who that was from? What are what what? place you got that info from yeah, the gamer okay cool mine is also from the gamer um from george foster over at the gamer and we are talking about a silent hill the short message key wait the short message that's what it's called um oh yeah i formatted that i didn't format that right <laughs> no honestly i'm reading the uh the headline and it's it's also uh misleading so silent hill the short message um so there's been a leak um by the same taiwanese rating board that gave it an age rating earlier today it was just today six days ago a couple days ago <laughs> um and so i guess this didn't did this come out in that um silent hell presents yeah apparently it didn't no it didn't um i i'm so i'm so i'm so mad about that what the big direct that they had yeah, um, the whole thing was just, the whole reason they're doing Silent Hill Two remake is because Silent Hill Two is getting a is they're they're, they're doing a companion game for a film. Oh, true. And uh, when the whole thing was being teased, Raúl mentioned like they mentioned um, like they just did I think the the eye emoji emoji. Like the like the, what's this? And I and I was like, it's clearly going to be a remake of, or it's clearly going to be um, Sean Bean playing James Sunderland in Silent Hill Two. <laughs> Cut to the whole thing, and it's oh, it's Silent Hill Two being made by the by the by the uh, by the filmmaker who made the la the last few the last couple of Silent Hill films. Silent Hill F looks unnerving and terrifying and just wrong that I, I i'm not gonna play it but i respect it is f the one that's like twitch based uh no that is um i don't i don't remember like there's <laughs> not there's not much that i remember like i remembered from that showcase yeah it doesn't even i, I thought maybe this town, would town uh townfall is the one i remembered because um uh the serial hunter uh 
was on uh, Susie the Sphere Hunter was on uh, Castle Super Beast with Pat and Wooly, and she's she made a great pun that is just so so perfect that she was said she was like, "Are you town?" Like as if as like to harken back to to those to those classic like cheesy ads you'd see in like Game Pro, like or Game Pro Game Informer. Yeah. Like, are you down? Are you town? As in, are you down? <laughs> it is so perfect. That is good. That's very good. Well, are you town for <laughs> the short message? Um, because this is so. I guess a little a little backstory. Um, a rating was spotted back in October for something called Silent Hill: The Short Message, which was believed to be a short PT esque demo for an upcoming game in the series. Um, it did not show up at the at the showcase, like we just said. And then this past week, um, a Taiwanese rating board had an age rating for this game the short message revealing that it was coming to the ps5 so there's now been a plot synopsis and piece of key art for the game uploaded confirming that it's related to project sakura a title that was leaked earlier in the year and said to take place in britain um let's see can i read all right game introduction I'll just briefly read this here, what it's got in this tweet. Anita came to an abandoned apartment in order to meet her friend Maya and somehow woke up to find herself trapped in it. She must escape her own fears and the monsters lurking in the corridors, discover the truth behind the events she's trapped in, and try to escape before her own trauma consumes her will to survive. So, there's kind of your plot synopsis. And, um... Yeah, it was shared. That was shared by Aesthetic Gamer on Twitter, who was previously reported on several Silent Hill leaks. And the key art shows an environment that looks remarkably similar to the Project Sakura leak, including the writing on the wall that resembles post-it notes. The listing also reveals Konami itself is developing the game rather than it being outsourced to another developer. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're... That's, oh, go ahead. That says a lot because... Basically, every other, every single game that was announced at the Silent Hill Showcase was being developed by either. Actually, I don't think a single game that that that's, that Konami announced at that thing was being developed internally by Konami. Oh wow! Well, then naturally they've got to be doing something. So why not this? Just crazy to think that it's like all Silent Hill all the time. <laughs> Is that all they have left anymore? No, they've got Yu Gi Oh. They've got got Castlevania. They'll always have Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, like there's a great there's a great meme where it's just like you all leave except you and it's like Metal Gear, Castlevania, and and except and it's like not you and it's just (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. When the castles fall, (laughs) how Yu-Gi-Oh will still stand. i I I mentioned this in um one of the things we did for the Dull Days of VGU Miss. Uh four kids, which was basically my childhood. They they had basically they ran into they they screwed they messed up sort of they, they kind of messed up in terms of investments and what to do and what not to do censorship all that stuff. They rebranded as 4K 
and later got bought by Konami. So they so four kids is a subsidiary of or four kids is basically exists now within Konami, which is just insane because like their their one of their big hits was Yu-Gi-Oh, like their the their dub, and now, yeah, oh, crazy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess they've got a lot up their sleeve. I honestly forgot that they even had uh, Metal Gear still, but they do. And um, I guess we will see what comes out of Konami soon enough. And next up, um, this comes to us from GameSpot from Stephen T. Wright. Uh, Fallout 2 has been remade as a Doom style shooter game, and its demo is free, which is true because, or which is, which is accurate because I downloaded I downloaded this demo because I love Fallout. <laughs> Developer, oh, I don't know, I don't know how to say this name, the first name. Oh, um, Jonas. Jeez. Jonas. Jonas Asmenda has recrafted Fallout 2 as a classic style shooter, and you can play the public first public build right now. Jonas Osmenda. That seems right. Yeah, go with that. And um yeah, you can play the you can play the 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 first public build. I will link if the if the uh let me see if the yeah. Um you can actually play it in a browser. Or I think you can play in a browser. That's what as I I'll I'll link the uh oh man I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the show notes again. I mean anyway. Because I want to see this thing succeed. But Asmenda's project is a fa- very faithful rendering of the game, taking the maps and enemies from the original game and translating them into classic FPS per- per- perspective. And it mainly looks like like early FPS era with 2D models walking through a basic 3D map. Hmm. Very much like Doom. That sounds however, awesome. However, the game has turn-based has the turn-based VAT system, and it's more of an RPG than a pure shooter, complete with hit points and action points. Oh, which is not—it's not really like a. A lot of people think that, like a lot of people, claim, like are convinced that VATS was something created in for Fallout Three, like when when it got ported over into 3D, or when it got shifted into 3D. Hmm. Not 3D, um, 3D FPS. There was actually a targeting, like a like a like a systematic targeting component within Fallout, the early Fallout games. So it's basically taking that, it's 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 awesome. It's taking that a tiny little piece of Fallout that was taken itself by Bethesda, and just it's like poetry or rhymes. And but given that this is version zero point zero two three of the project, it's fair to say that this Fallout Two FPS remake is in early days still. However, it's under active development with four updates coming in this path in the past month, and more maps likely on the way. Currently, you can explore Klamath and Oreo among others. So yeah, huh? That's pretty crazy. Have you tried it at all? Um, I downloaded it yesterday when I was prepping the show. When I was prepping the dock, mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to play it yet because I haven't had a chance to really game much. Gotcha. Like, it, like the only thing, the last, the most recent thing I played has been House Slipper. I finally got to try that. Cool. Is that from this it's, year? It's phenomenal. No, it it, it came out um a while. It came out a while ago. Gotcha. Like, but I I was waiting. I was I. 
I technically owned it for a while, but I didn't play it because I was waiting for them to remove the, the cockroaches. <laughs> and that game is something else. Huh. So good. Hey, you're falling into simulators. You you love simulators these days. I almost bought I almost picked up Electrician Simulator and the Steam sale. Oh my god. I don't even know what the fuck that is. There's um It's No, go ahead. No, it's you're basically act you're basically just it's a simulator where you're taking on the role of an electrician. Jeez. Did you see Handyman Corporation coming out this month? No, I didn't. What's that? <laughs> it's uh you become the owner of a business where you handle a variety of jobs in cleaning, maintenance, design, and construction. Oh, I gotta get this. I gotta get that. <laughs> that that is right up my alley. There's an image of a guy holding a paint roller. <laughs> oh man, that that is that is some good stuff. Well, that's you. My God. Well, uh, moving on to the next one. Kenny Omega channels his inner Sephiroth for Wrestle Kingdom entrance. Um, this is from GameSpot, Jason Finelli. So this is a story that I'm not going to understand much, but I'm going to give it a shot. Pro wrestler Kenny Omega, um, I guess. The Rainmaker. <laughs> the Rainmaker? Oh, no, that's Okada. Sorry. The Cleaner. Okay, the Cleaner, Kenny Omega. Um, I guess he is a fan of video games, and he brings that to the ring in his performances. Um, with his arsenal of moves, including the V-Trigger Knee Strike and the One-Winged Angel Finishing Move. Oh my god. Um, the One-Winged Angel is my finisher in um, WWE 2K20, 2K22. <laughs> I want to see what that looks like. Um, it just look, it just, if you get a chance to look up One-Winged Angel, like Kenny Omega does it better than anyone else. My god. I can't even imagine. I think I think he's the only one who actually like who, who the only like mainstream wrestler who who does that move because of how it can totally mess up your neck. Like it could possibly mess up your neck if you don't like tuck your neck in. Oh, jeez! Because like he he ta- he he lifts you up on his um shoulders, grabs your head, and does, like does this like a sit down move. Mm-hmm. Like it it can if. If it was done by someone like Bill Goldberg or Ryback, it'd probably paralyze someone. Oh my god! I'm just mentioning them because they're they're not the best wrestlers. <laughs> I mean, Bill Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career, and Bret Hart hasn't forgotten since. Has not forgotten, and we'll 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 just slander him any chance he gets. Oh my God, <laughs> there's a doggy dog world in the world of wrestling. Well, Kenny Omega. Um, at NJPW Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Tokyo the other day. Um, he, I'll just read what he did. Dressed in a leather jacket with metallic shoulder pads a la Sephiroth of Final Fantasy VII, um, stood with his back to the Tokyo Dome crowd, then extended his arm while the screen in front of him showed the infamous Black Angel Wing. One-Winged Angel Rebirth from Final Fantasy VII Remake began to play, and Omega slowly made his way to the ring. <laughs> um, it says this is not the first time Omega's inserted video games into his entrances. In June 2019, he entered All Elite Wrestling's Fighter Fest event as Street Fighter's Akuma. Isn't that the the bear? Uh, no, no, no. Or am no. I thinking of Tekken? You're thinking of Tekken. What is Akuma then? Oh, it, oh my God! It linked to a video and it's so loud. Jeez, this guy's no joke. Yeah, Kenny Omega is 
are, is probably the best wrestler in the world right now. <laughs> How I never heard of him? What the fuck? Because he spent most of his time. He spent he spent most of his time like his career in New Japan. Like, oh, okay. So he's doing. Yes, he gotcha. He was doing stuff with the Ring of Honor before they got bought by Tony Khan. He he was one of the he's one of the co-founders of a a all the wrestling. All right. He like the, okay. So I don't I don't want to bring this up because it's it was it was just a terrible thing that it had like the, the thing happened to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who Sam Punk is? Uh, I've heard of him. Yes. At All Out, um, there was a bit of an incident with the Elite, which is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and there was an altercation. Kenny Omega, while while this whole thing was happening. He tried, he tried to get CM Punk's dog out of the way, out of the out of the fight, like out of out of the way of the fight. Oh, it just shows how like how much of a bang up guy he is. Huh? Yeah, like I mean, a, I'm a fan of him also, already. He he is a very like you know the 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 gif of the kid doing like looks like looking away from the computer doing the thumbs up, mm-hmm. like. Kenny Omega has there's a gif of Kenny Omega doing that. Yeah, look <laughs> it up. It's really really funny. Like going giffy, look that up. It's really it's worth it. I'm doing it as we speak. Like just search Kenny Omega thumbs up. <laughs> and listeners, why, why don't you search Kenny Omega thumbs up? <laughs> Everybody do it at the same time. Kenny Omega thumbs up. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good shit. So is that all there all there is? that one yeah pretty much it's just kind of mentioned some other stuff i guess he did something from undertale for halloween like he's he's a big video game yeah. fan so we'll shout him out yeah he he, he was at like a, at e3 2019 uh giant bomb had like he was at xavier woods who was part of the new day was part, like he was he was at the end like at the end of giant bombs um, E3 uh, show, and then like they were doing this little like Jeff Gersman and Dan Riker were doing this little bit with with uh, Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods, where like one would leave and one would show one would show up, one would leave, one would show up. It was, it was a great comedic scene. <laughs> um, yeah, and Kenny Omega like there was a like Kenny Omega is a big time gamer. Yeah, he definitely sees it. Like, there was a like the, him and Xavier Woods had a, I think it actually was the New Day and, and Ken, versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks at Evo. I think it was it was a fighting it was a it was a it was a like a pro gate like it was a gaming tournament. Uh, but from one, as we as we turn away from wrestling, we turn to. March 2023, which is which is the release of the System Shock remake. This comes to us from GameSpot yet again by Demi Williams. Uh, Night Dive Studios confirmed that its System Shock remake, which has been in development since 2016, now has a March 2023 release window. The remake was announced almost seven years ago and has been a crowdfunded project ever since on Kickstarter. As of January 2023, the title has 21,625 backers and 13 
150 or no, that's uh, that's that's way more. Uh, $1,350,700 just to bring it to life. And I should know I am one of, I am part of that group. Um, despite the remake having several release windows in the past, ranging from 2017, 2018, 2020, and 2021, Night Dive has finally confirmed it will launch in March 2023 in a new Kickstarter post via VGC. The developer shared the news and provided an update on the project. Quote, as some of you have already pointed out, this is not our first time announcing a tentative launch window, but over the past few years, much has changed, Nadev said. The scope and scale of the project has evolved dramatically, and with Prime Matter joining the, the project, it's enabled us to look to focus on quality of life improvements, bug fixing, and localization support. The last major step towards releasing a game we're all incredibly proud of. This has also given us time to go back and polish various aspects of the game that needed that extra shine. And there's a demo currently out. The same page now has pre-order details. Um, the System, so System Shock remake is described as a, quote, faithful reboot of the genre-defining classic from 1994, built by a team of industry veterans. And the big, the big thing, the big, big the, the big fact, like the big thing that this game did was sort of what Half-Life did but well the, or, this game did what Half-Life would go on to per, would go on to refine what games like 2017's Prey would do Bioshock Deus Ex it's very much in that, that style of game of game design mm. and yeah the um, System Shock 2 HD uh version is on steam which i cannot recommend that one enough if you want to get into the like if that one is that one has like that's closer to um at least bioshock because ken levine worked on that one and um i would move on to the next story but i just or move or have grain move on to the next story but i just want to say grain did you i just want to See if he really knows this. <laughs> Do you know how how they how they got the rights to System Shock? Um, like, to get the get the remake. I feel like I've heard the story, but enlighten me. So when um when I when the develop, original developer went out of business, they lost the um they lost the they lost the IP or they sold the IP to to help with bankruptcy stuff. It ended up getting getting bought by like an insurance. Like a medical insurance um, company, and it just sat a band, like just sat like in basically more or less in a shelf for for years. Huh? It's insane that stuff like this can happen. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and speaking of, and more insanity. <laughs> just, just king of the segways today. Uh, yeah. What are we on to here? Last of Us Part Three. A real possibility, says Neil Druckmann. Um, I hope that there's no spoilers in this. Because <laughs> I have not finished Last of Us 2. Uh, let's see. IGN. Logan Plant. Last of Us. Uh, so, Last of Us fans, let's see. The show, yep, the HBO show. We know it's coming. It's coming, uh, when does it say? Um, uh, comes out in, the, I think, the... 15th. Next week. Oh, and next week good yeah. god 10 days from right this moment 
Ah, uh, that is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rumor is rumor has it that part two, like Last of Us Part Two, could be the storyline for season two. Oh, jeez. Then they have to get that's, three. Let's jump in the shark. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that they do something fresh with that show. I mean, I know it's hard to with characters that like you know what goes on and stuff, but like, I there. There's so much you could do with like the in between, like the. I mean, imagine that. I mean, there's stuff that's in Last of Us Part Two that is technically in between Last of Us Part One and Part Two. Yeah, they they could do a lot of filling things in and. I mean, exploring I a, stories. Um, I was watching a Noah Kowal Gervais video, video or video essay on Last of Us Part One and or Last of Us One and Part Two, and it is just crazy. It's crazy, like what goes like how that story progresses, like the plots. Yeah, um, mainly. Well, the first first one I I, I know I've played. I played. I've played like I. I've bought. I played the game three times. Like on the on the PS3, PS4, PS5. Really? I yeah. I bought. I went and bought the the remaster the the remake. But have you you finished it three times? No, no. I've played it. Okay. My goodness. That would have. Wow. No, I I I got close. I got as close as I ever was. Ever ever will be. Ten years ago, when it when the game first came out. Okay. Wait. So have you not finished the first game? Um, I know how it ends. I saw the ending. I did not finish the game. Okay, I because you try, you try, you try beating that the the, the final sequence of that game like back in the day on PS3 hardware, <laughs> especially especially with the way they're telling you to conserve ammo and not do a single damn thing. <laughs> like not like not like no no Noah Gervais mentions in in his video essay that. It is. It's not. It's. It, it's not the best way to end the game by having like. I. I, I never mind. I'm not gonna spoil the. I'm not gonna spoil the ten year old game. <laughs> that was that was remastered a year later, and then re, and then remade eight years later. Oh my god! There's just so much. Oh, I. Re- yeah, and there's more remake talk later on the show. Yeah. There sure is. We're never going to get out of this fucking horrible hell that we're in. But speaking of hells, uh, Last of Us, they're living in hell. And the hell may not be over. Because speaking to THR, ahead of the Last of Us show's premiere later this month, uh, Neil Druckmann, Naughty Dog's... What is he? The director? The the creative officer? Man, creative officer sounds like he's... (laughs) It sounds like he's got a, he's got, he's got the mustache, he's got the badge. Yeah, the Billy Club. <laughs> he's just, he's I'm just. A... I'm, I'm imagining Ryan Davis is, um, just him. Uh, I'm just imagining Neil Druckmann dressed up as Ryan Davis from, um, Giant Bomb Game of the Year stuff from ten years ago. <laughs> Top show, Davisowski. God, I miss Ryan Davis so much. Oh. Well, keep that sadness up. That's what we want to see. Because Last of Us Part Three. <laughs> Um, Joe Druckmann couldn't reveal if part three is in the works at Naughty Dog, but said, quote, I think there's more story to tell. And that's really it. (laughs) Like, that's, um, I mean, it says, it's the first we've heard of a potential follow-up 
to Last of Us Part 2 since April 2021, when Druckmann said he and Part 2 co-writer Haley Gross have written an outline for a story that, quote, we're not making, but I hope one day can see the light of day that explores a little bit what happens after this game. We'll see. Um... And then they also shared some new concept art for the upcoming multiplayer game, which I think is called like Frontiers or something. Uh, Factions. Factions was the um, multiplayer mode on the PS3 and PS4 version. Oh, okay, I got you. There is there is a VG plays of myself, Josh Mobley, Matt Mobley, and I think Nathan Gamer playing playing that. Really, I've never even seen what that looked like. The multiplayer of uh yeah so the, the multiplayer of it had its own um storyline sort of oh wow like you're you're playing you're like you're leading your own faction and depending on how you did in multiplayer matches your faction would either thrive or perish like if you based on how based on how well you did you would get certain materials that would like medication uh bandages weapons stuff like that it was it was an interesting concept yeah that sounds really cool i had no clue that was that was how that worked at all but um yeah i mean that's there's no saying if the multiplayer game is going to have some kind of story to it but i don't know what he's saying here with like oh we have an outline like that would be the perfect kind of thing to put into a show and just make it like something new for the show Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I have no real opinion because I, if I want more last of us, I'll just go and play part two and and finish that up. But, uh, I don't know what, um, there is some harsh imagery in two. Yeah. Um, where, where are you in the game? Um, I know I'm in, yeah, yeah. I'm in the, um, the i'm in seattle i'm in that open world i want to say the first one where i'm just kind of like riding a horse around to different areas and trying to like find stuff okay then you're in some for some you're in some some for some serious stuff yeah i know there's some stuff coming up. i don't know any of it i'm i've really dodged everything and i'm pretty proud of it but um yeah i'm I I even said it last night because I was just like I was looking through my PlayStation and um I was like I got a freaking Last of Us Two is gonna be probably the next thing I tackle, but I gotta get through some Game of the Year things. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah I got play Tiny Ken. You do, you do. That's uh, well I won't say anything, but I I think you're gonna like Tiny Ken. I mean, it's not it's not twenty hours, so I'm glad about that. Like I'm happy about that. I'm I'm glad to see it's only like six between six and eight hours. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's like uh, just kind of a couple open world set pieces type of things that you just kind of explore. Quote, um, quote one of my f- former writers from Gamers Itch, Jake Levac. Give me more games with the length of uh, Callisto Protocol. The more the better. <laughs> Um, well, do you want me to kind of speed through this next one and we can get out of the news realm? Yeah. All right. Um, so we had an uneven number of news stories because we kind of added one in last minute today because last night there was a, um, Sony press conference at CES 
and alongside some new PSVR 2 stuff and the announcement of a freaking Gran Turismo movie that no one really asked for. <laughs> um, they. Gran uh, Gran I was going to try to pun myself into a Gran Turismo movie. Gran Turismo movie. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it, y'all. You did. That was that was all you. Um and what else they uh what else they did <laughs> was introducing Project Leonardo for PlayStation 5. So this is from PlayStation blog. Um who wrote this? I don't even Hideaki Nishino. Oh, it's not even, it's just a press release. It's not like an article. So I'll just kind of lightly skim it. But um, basically it's an accessibility controller. So kind of like how the Xbox has had one for years. It's a like a customizable gamepad for people with any kind of uh, disability or handicap that doesn't allow them to play with a standard controller. Um, so this basically looks like you took a dual sense and turned it into like a Simon Says. <laughs> like it's just a, it. it's a pop it. <laughs> it is it's a giant ring um it's called project leonardo and uh it's Twist got it. <laughs> it's got all the got all the buttons pull it <laughs> um <laughs> it's got everything you could ever need on it um so let's see got Button mapping, you have control profiles you can swap between um, vibratively with other devices and accessibility accessories. So you can mix and match it with other ones or the dual sense itself if you want. Um, it has four, four auxiliary ports. That's pretty cool. Um, it just looks like a giant, a giant thing. I can't wait till somebody beats dark souls on this beats elden ring with this thing um yeah it's cool it's really it's really neat i mean accessibility is fantastic it's what what we want in in the world um and i mean my hope for 23 in our one of our vgu miss articles was accessibility and i'm i'm getting it four days in so how about that Take that, Josh Miller. You're never going to get what you asked for. <laughs> I mean, I doubt I'm getting what I asked for. <laughs> what did you want? I wanted uh, general consistency among uh, big game releases based based on how mess how 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 inconcise everything was last year with the, the big releases. Gotcha. Saints Row, Crystal Protocol, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, there's room to dream. We're only five days in. But uh, that is all for the news today. So we're going to take a little turn into a new corner of our, of our thing. That I don't know if it's going to be a regular corner, but it has now been established as a new corner. So Alan, take it away. Welcome, listeners, to Resident Evil Corner. I don't know why I sound like that. That was very scary. I got chills. That sounded like I sound like I got coal lung <laughs> or miner's lung. Miner's the, lung. the black lung. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the I got what, what Zoolander has in the beginning of like when he goes home. <laughs> I got the black lung pop. Um. Yeah. So 
Uh, this comes to us from bloodydisgusting.com, written by Mike Wilson. And this is uh, about the Resident Evil 4 remake, which will not have gameplay content cut, which will and will keep the divisive island section intact. And I have to apologize to Graydon because I realized that I did buy him. Or not, I didn't buy him Resident Evil 4. That he, he owns Resident Evil 4. I th- he mentioned that he... That he brought, he said, "I thought you bought that for me," and I was like, "Oh wait, did I?" Uh you but you didn't, just, but I did. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you're worried that Capcom would take the axe to the con to take the axe content for the upcoming Resident Evil Four remake, in t- like in terms of the story being reimagined, there's no need to fret. In fact, you can expect a lot more when it comes to the island section of the remake. In the recent issue of Edge magazine, Capcom sat down and chat about the anticipated Resident Evil 4 remake. The team revealed that unlike the more recent remakes in the series that didn't escape the country room floor, namely the, ga- the, namely in the game's island section, the team developing Resident Evil 4 confirmed that the remake will retain roughly the same amount of content. In fact, the island section will have more, more to it than the original, the original game. And the game's producer, which I'm not, I'm not going to say that name because I'll butcher that name. <laughs> the development team was divided into three groups, each group responsible for a different area to develop. The village, castle, and the island. These teams worked separately before coming together to see how each overhauled their section and how each element worked with the others. Our approach was quite granular, explained the producer, rather than saying, oh, this is a bit that we struggled to make in the original due to techno- technological limitations that we can now perfect. We took a hundred individual small elements that make up the original gameplay experience and remade and polished those building blocks. As for Leon and his snarky one-liners, those two will be included in the Resident Evil 4 remake. However, like the rest of the remake, this aspect has been also been refined and re- further developed to feel more like a thorough thoroughly modern story-based experience. Quote, Leon brings a lot of, or Leon brings a certain kind of wit to the experience. We've developed the character drama, specifically the interactions between characters and their personalities. The original game was more gamey in a sense. Story scenes were there, mostly there to serve the pacing of the gameplay. Uh, Single-player story games have developed since then, so it's been important to integ- integrate the storyline elements. End quote. And, uh, yeah, Resident Evil 4 arrives March 24th, 2023 for PC via Steam, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series consoles. Are uh, you excited for um, excited for this game? Be very careful with how you how you answer that question at the same time. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I will not play it, but I will respect it from afar. How's that? I mean, not a day goes by that I don't I don't think about that game, <laughs> because I've been playing like I've been playing more, um, like I I've been playing more like I've I've gotten further and further in RE2, like in that remake, mm-hmm. and I just think if this is anything like if this can be anything like RE RE like if this it's gonna be, if RE4 is gonna be anything like this, it's gonna be a slam dunk, <laughs> because I. I have like the I pre-ordered the, the um the deluxe edition 
which includes the um, the soundtrack swap. Huh. So I'm I'm playing with the original soundtrack, or I'll be playing with the original soundtrack for four. That's pretty cool. In fact, I was actually playing some of Resident Evil One remake with the trainer because I'm soft <laughs> in terms of um, in terms of uh, horror games. So I I turned on invincibility. I turned on uh, infinite ammo. So yeah. Um, um, in the we need to talk about this segment. Ah uh, yes, our uh, what is the we need to talk about this segment? It's kind of like news that's not necessarily gaming related, but just kind of like this. It's something that if if we it's something that we we bring one of us will bring to the proverbial or to the proverbial table. Say we need to talk about this like for a reason, and this one I I brought to the table because. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. And that is, uh, this is Stephen Amell coming back for the Flash's final season. And this is coming to us from GameSpot once again by David Walensky. And um, yeah, this, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I, I that's the one thing I keep saying. Like, <laughs> I, I forgot, was it you who, or was it you or Javon who, who brought up, who mentioned that, that he was coming back? I think Javon did. I was the one who was like, why <laughs> did oh, he yeah, he's acted? <laughs> he's um, yeah. And I was like, this, that was, a, this is a bad decision. Like it's a bad, <laughs> it's a bad, it diminishes the character. It diminishes the sacrifice that Oliver gave at the end of crisis. And the so yeah. yeah, Oliver queen will be teaming up with again with Barry Allen one last time. in the ninth and final season of the flash. And, uh, Stephen Amell is not the only one returning for the final season. Keenan Lonsdale is returning as Wally West slash Kid Flash. David Ramsey as John Diggle slash Spartan. Senhill Ramamurthy as Dr. Ramsey Rosso, a.k.a. Bloodwork. Quote, as soon as our final season was announced, we knew we wanted Stephen to come back and reprise his iconic role as Oliver Queen. Said the Flash showrunner. Eric Wallace in a statement. Quote, after all, it was Oliver who originally launched Barry Allen on his heroic path. That's why everyone on the Team Flash felt so strongly that it was important to create a full circle moment of Oliver's return in the final season of Flash. And, yeah, um, back in 2014, 2014, no, no, 2013, when, uh, VGU, when we were, like, when I was, or actually 2012, like, when I was back in, Back in my house, um, after Hurricane Sandy, one of the things that was keeping me sane was buying like episodes of like, getting iTunes cards and watching episodes of Arrow season one <laughs> because like I'd, I'd watch it on my iPod. Oh, because I had literally nothing else, and like I was, I remember watching like the big episode that I that really resonated with me was the. Uh, like episode season one where they have to um Oliver and Slade Wilson have to crack a code to uh, use something and it had like it all boiled down to like it's it's from like Oliver realizing it's from the Odyssey, it's from the Odyssey. And a year later, writing for VGU.tv and um we were we were writing like we had we had launched different well I was still a newbie, so I can't say we. <laughs> uh, Prime and uh, James 
had launched a comic book, like a TV slash, like TV sections, TV, comic, and movie sections of the website. Mm. And I think James wrote a review of the episode The Scientist, which is the introduction of Barry Allen in the Arrowverse. And it's just funny how, it's just funny how, like, that's, I have a distinct memory of seeing, like, the, the website with the thumbnail for like like the posts like Arrow season two episode twelve the science or the or fourteen the scientists um, review review but going back to the story um Oliver Queen died not, not once but twice during Crisis on Infinite Earths and the character's return will be in quote will be quote an epic yet emotional episode we hope Arrowverse fans will enjoy it's all to say. Thank you to everyone for watching and supporting our show throughout nine wonderful years. All said, we absolutely cannot wait for, or absolutely cannot wait for everyone to see Grant and Steven saving the world together again. And yes, there will be thrills, chills, and tears. And original Flash cast member Danielle Panabaker is confirmed to be directing this guest star pack episode. The final season premieres on February eighth. Yeah, so um. The reason I, I feel strongly about or feel weird about this is both that, like, I remember the year, like, 2014, when The Flash debuted, and, like, literally every single episode, there was not a single bad, like, there's no, there was not a single bad episode of, of the show at the time, like, season one, one season one and two were airing. And I don't know, I just, I, something feels just, it just doesn't, it feels like a, a bit of a cop out, but at the same time, acknowledging what what brought them like what brought them such like what made them so so to speak Mm. and if the flash if the flash never aired or if arrow never aired i wouldn't i wouldn't have had the willpower to keep going go to vgu then go to phantom zone do lhg circle around back to VGU. So yeah, it's a real it's a real um full circle thing. Yeah. It sounds like it. Sounds like uh I don't know. I So is he going to be in the finale or the just the final season somewhere? Um he's going to be in the first episode of the the first episode of the final season. Yeah, because the series, like it, like I said, like it, I guess, like it says in the thing, it debuts on it debuts on the eighth, which is a Wednesday, and the week of my birthday. Mm-hmm. Is weird. <laughs> it's just weird. I just find that weird because yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I have my analog pocket by then. Yeah. And just to um, do you have any questions about? The events that led to this whole thing. <laughs> any 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 Arrowverse questions I can answer, except for time time remnants. I do not know that stuff. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows that stuff. <laughs> like, please stop coming to me with time remnant questions. It got to a point where the actor who played the Reverse Flash originally, Matt Lesher, made a, a like made a YouTube video where he was where he did he he tried to do the math. Or you try to do the hypothetical math of how how everything works, and it was it was great. So, um, well, I will stay away from it, but I'm excited for those who are excited for his return. 
<laughs> you feel good? You got that off your chest? Yeah, and all that all that speed is causing a a raucous windmill effect. It is. It really is. And it, we she needed it because the windmill is lots of cobwebs. There's lots of uh there's a big mess. Uh if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Second of all, we here at uh, the Weekend News Podcast love to consult the rumor windmill. She is a behemoth out in the field that giveth gaming rumors. And sometimes she taketh them and sometimes she delivers. And today she has given us two rumors that uh, honestly are probably gonna take like come to fruition. So uh, let's see. What they could be. The first one. Well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You have CBR as one of the websites. Listen, see, the, the only reason I have that is because I couldn't find a good, like, <laughs> not a reputable website, but like, I couldn't find a website that, like, had it in a good, straightforward way. And CBR was a name that I knew. Um, is it not really a trustworthy site? <laughs> I guess we'll uh I guess we'll see. But this first one uh comes from comicbook.com. This is Logan Moore over at Comic Book. And uh this has come from I forget where it really began, but a notable PlayStation insider has shared new information about the upcoming remake of Horizon Zero Dawn that is supposedly coming to PS5. Um I will say that I've seen in different places that there's a speculation will it be a remaster or a remake no one knows for sure because it doesn't exist yet but um i think it seems more like people are thinking remaster for ps5 um but i digress so it says um just a couple months back multiple reports came about suggesting that a new ps5 remaster or remake of horizon zero dawn was in the works and um people wondered why developer Guerrilla Games would look to remake a game that's a relatively new, which I also thought when I first saw this story come our way. Um, so and is on and is on PC where it can be remastered with mods. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of get a lot of support out of it over time. Um, but on an episode of the sacred symbols podcast with, uh, Oh God, not them. Anyone but them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, our, <laughs> I can't even say anything good. Uh, don't say, don't say, yeah, don't say anything good about them. <laughs> uh, we all know God, who, I can't believe you, can't believe you. Yeah. God damn. What that I included this story. <laughs> they called him a notable PlayStation insider. He's no, he's not. We had to talk about this. We had to talk about this. <laughs> um, Camp, I, a fellow Long Islander. The lads over at Sacred Symbols uh, spoke a bit about the supposed remake a bit candidly. Um, without sharing too much, they expressed they don't believe Gorilla is the team working on this remake, which means that PlayStation has potentially tapped another team from its internal studios to helm the project. Um, What's Blue Point doing? <laughs> Maybe this. <laughs> They're always... Got a job for you. <laughs> I was doing something. Um, so it says, oh, then it goes to talk about like there's Forbidden West DLC coming. There's Horizon Call of the Mountain for the VR2 coming. Um, Gorilla's got its hands full. And um, 
so it makes sense why they wouldn't have this going on, but um, no one really asking for it. So I don't know why they would have it going on to begin with. Um, but hey, that's how the windmill works. Do you, excuse me, do you have anything to say? You want to just move on? Um, okay, so back in like 2015, when um, I went, was going to see, getting ready to see the Star Wars prequels, not prequels, sequels, sequels. That's not prequels because that, that that would have been very inaccurate. Um, I, I can't, I don't remember what it, the what it, what, but I was at I was at a certain movie theater getting the tickets, and this person I posted in the in the certain KF group trying to keep things as vague as possible. And I got a, and I got a comment saying, "Hell yeah, blank blank." That's it. I'm gonna say <laughs> that's that's the punchline. That's punchline. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, let's move on to our uh, final story here. That uh, this comes from CBR, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but it also came from a lot of places that a Persona Three remake is reportedly in the works. Um, a lot of people seem to be believing in this actually coming. So. As reported, this is from, yeah, CBR, uh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, someone by, their first name is Hansini. <laughs> I'm not going to butcher their last name. But um, yeah, so as reported by my Nintendo News, several insiders have claimed that developer Atlas is apparently toiling away on remake of the popular JRPG. Um, the remake will supposedly quote, Persona 5-like graphics and quality-of-life improvements. It was leaked by the same individual who claimed that the Xbox Game Pass would soon offer all three Persona installments, which is true. They they are coming, right? Yeah, and uh, since Raul is not here, I will say something for them. Hee-ho. <laughs> Hee-ho, indeed. Um, so, Persona 3 Portable um, is coming very soon to new platforms um it's launching yeah, um, oh go ahead yeah three and four four is um for persona 4 golden is available is installable via game pass three is available like three three and four are um yeah I, yeah they're you can pre-order them on the microsoft store i'm i think you can do this i'm not sure you can do the same yet on switch I just think it's wild that we're getting that we have we're getting Persona three and four on non Sony systems. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. You can play them wherever the hell you want, and um... yet I still no actually I, I can't because I realized what the problem was. So I was having a Persona four with, with my Steam Deck. Ah, uh... yeah, I thought I thought the game was just broken, but it turns out I was just I had it on the wrong, um, wrong, wrong drive. Oh, wrong. Um, I had it. I had it on, int- I had it on external rather than internal storage. Well, that stinks, and I hope that you're able to figure it out. Oh no, I I did. I did. <laughs> all good. Oh no, I got it's it. All good, mate. <laughs> well, um, yeah, Persona Three Portable and Persona Four Golden, they are coming with updates such as high resolution graphics, a quick save function, and the ability to choose a difficulty setting from the start. 
Uh, Persona 4 Golden also has an all-new album feature, enabling players to experience previous scenes again and pick different answers to questions. That is very cool. Um, but Persona 3 was a PlayStation 2 game from 2006, and um, I think it's I think it's beloved. I've heard people talk about it quite a bit, and um, I mean all basically all SMT games are. Yeah, true. Like Shimigami Tensei is a beast. Yeah, yeah. People love those games. And, yeah, like uh, Digimon's Story of Cyber Sooth is basically a Persona game that is just Gend in Digimon. And I, 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 I heard I heard that talk before, like before or before playing Persona Persona Four, and then I played Persona Four. And I was like, <laughs> "Yep, yeah, you got it. That is correct. Like, that is that is a whole ass. That is a whole ass Persona game. That is not Persona. That so much that they should that gimmick gimmick infringement Kane should be on it." <laughs> I've never played. I've I've dabbled a bit in Four Golden, but other than that, I've never played it. Persona. Uh, I just I just remembered that uh, Josh spoiled the game for me retroactively. Four Golden. Yeah, he. Um. So, I, I apologize, listeners, for the. I keep. I keep. I'm just. It's my ADHD acting up. It's all good. Um, I warned them about the tangents. They can leave. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't leave. I mean. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making. I'll have timestamps so you can just jump around if you want. <laughs> um, during near the the end of VGU, like me, me, Josh, and James, like when we were, it was just it was just us three left writing stuff. Um, there was a, po- a post that a top top list, I think that Josh wrote, and it was about character deaths like the most devastating character deaths and uh josh had mentioned listed a character from persona 4 and oh and that fair, spoiled it yeah because i i was like i love this character i hope nothing happens to them and josh responded with um like like with like he and like responded basically saying that there was this, there was this, I I didn't scroll past right past the spoiler warning, so I I kind of blame is on me so, so, but I have no context for the the character death. <laughs> I just saw I just saw the character that dies. Yeah, I, some people think that that's okay. I have I know people who are like that. Oh, it's still it's still gonna be fun. But I God that would. That would still kill me. I don't know if I could uh, find it to still want to play a game if I know something that happens. But please, for the love of God, don't spoil Last of Us 2 for me. Anybody, please, God, please. I'm <laughs> just asking them to do it. Like they'll... <laughs> oh, they'll find me. They'll find me. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave the outro out this time. I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, just to wrap this up, Persona 3 Portable is the remaster. It's coming soon. Um, and the Persona 3 remake may be coming soon as well. But who knows? That is the rumor. And thus, the windmill takes us home. So should I take us home? Or do you have more to say? Uh, no, that's that's all for me. Okay. All right. Well, it's been good to be back, everybody. 
And um, so I will say thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us on whatever podcast service you prefer. And don't forget to follow our Twitter. Is that the correct Twitter? Um, Cause I want to, I, I want to get it going again. Well, you see, there's a bit of a problem. Well, and that problem is you forgot the login. No, I think I have, I, I'm fairly certain I have the login. They, I think there's a reaction, like there's a verification code that's to be sent. And like, I'm trying to get in, I'm trying to get into my account, my, like my, the Alan, the Alan account on my PC. Uh-huh. Because when the, the, um, when that hack or when the data breach happened, I changed my password and I didn't know, I don't, I don't know what I changed it to. Like, I don't I have no recollection of what I changed it to. I never changed the, uh, the Twitter for win, like, the, like the password. Mm-hmm. But if you want, if I, if I find the information, I can just, I'll, I'll just pass that your way. You can, you can, you can take hold of that. Yeah. I would love to, if you can get in there. Um, so, I mean, so hopefully we will get in there and, um, preemptively you can subscribe to it or you can follow us at VGU WinPod, and hopefully I will update um like when we're recording maybe do polls or something I'm try to do something um you can follow me on twitter i'm at great low 777 you can follow alan at is that the one that you're trying to use the most the alan mirror um yeah but i'm not really i'm, I'm not trying to um i think i'm <laughs> i'm rarely tweeting because it's just a hellscape on twitter it is indeed and and may and also hive made some questionable posts yeah so you're kind of in like, social media limbo some, yeah i'm in purgatory gotcha or to fit to fit in with the cd with the arrowverse i'm on the and you <laughs> well there you go um and i forgot to mention raul at the beginning um raul will be joining us at various times um they're still very much part of the show and um if you would like will always be part of the show they'll always be part of the show and if you would like to follow raul um you can find them at spider underscore butte b-u-t-t-e um please also subscribe to us on youtube um we are well we now, we now have this handle like youtube has these handles so you can just i probably just type in at vgu tv and we're there we're that we are that channel specifically um and of course vgu.tv is our website where we have written content we just did a bunch of stuff for the uh 12 days of vgu miss so please go check out all of those things new podcasts um new articles new videos and uh yeah did i try fortnite <laughs> no did you or did, I, or did i try apex legends <laughs> did i enjoy it these these are all questions that we that, that must be answered these are all questions that you too can go and find wherever videos are sold um so yeah at your local fye <laughs> so thank you alan for joining me no problem I'm gonna, have a, I'm, gonna have a, I'm gonna have a fun time editing this. Oh, it's gonna be a great time. Um, this has been Win One, and as they say in Brooklyn, be kind, rewind. We'll see you in two weeks.
This has been a VGU.TV production. For all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games, music, and a lot more, tune in to VGU.TV.